flagstone path was bordered by overgrown weeds. Once the garden of the estate must have been a showplace. Now it was a fenced-in jungle in the suburbs. The house was big, old-fashioned, and needed a paint job. The iron door knocker was in the shape of a dragon's head. I lifted it, wrapped. Yes. Larry Kent's the name. I got a phone call from a fellow named Dirt. Augustus Dirt. Yeah. Come in. Mr. Dirt waiting for you in the cellar. Cellar? Yeah. That's where you had this mushrooms. Mushrooms? That's right. This way. I followed the guy. He wore a butler's uniform that was at least two sizes too small. If it had been cut from a tent, it would still have been small. The guy was huge, with a pinhead set on tremendous shoulders. I looked around as he led me through the house. Paintings and statuettes worth a fortune were all over the place. There was dust, too, and a musty smell. Is that you up there, Gilbert? Yes, sir. Mr. Kent's here to see you. Oh, good, good. Uh, bring him down, Gilbert. Bring him down. Yes, sir. After you, Mr. Kent. Thanks. The cellar was full of upraised trays that looked like billiard tables. The trays were loaded with black earth in which mushrooms of all sizes were growing. Augustus Dirt wore a blue apron over a suit that had gone out of fashion in the 30s. He had a completely bald head, glittering little eyes, a receding chin, fat and wet-looking lips. He held out his hand, and I took it. A pleasure to meet you, Mr. Kent, a pleasure indeed. His hand felt like a wet mushroom. I dropped it. Told him it was a pleasure for me, too. So glad you could come. So glad, Mr. Kent. And uh, how do you like my little children, eh? Hmm? The uh, mushrooms, you mean? They're lovely, aren't they? They seem to be growing in some sort of pattern. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, that must be neat, you know, must be neat. Uh, now, the, the reason for my contacting you, I have lost a very valuable article, Mr. Kent. Oh, very valuable indeed, oh, yes. I, I would like your help in tracing the culprit who, uh, <laughs> who misappropriated this article. What was it? It was a, a genuine porcelain Napoleon clock, a, a round clock about... Uh, Oh, six inches in diameter, bearing Napoleon's coat of arms in gold. A magnificent item. I had it sitting there on my work desk, and when the people left, it was gone. People? Yes, the, the girls and that photographer. Such strange people, don't you think, Mr. Richter? <laughs> Dear me, you don't know them, do you? How silly of me. Well, well you, you see, Mr. Kent, um, a few days ago, uh, it was... Uh, when was it, Hubert, when the photographs were taken? Tuesday, sir. Oh, yes, yes, of course, Tuesday. I don't know where I'd be without Hubert. Uh, now, uh, where, where was I? Uh, the uh, Napoleon uh, clock. Oh, yes, 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 indeed, yes. A uh, magnificent piece of work. Hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, the people, you know, who were here. The oh, people. yes, the, the, the people. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, <laughs> we were talking about them, weren't we? The, those four female models, Mr. Kent, and there was a photographer. They came from some magazine or other, I don't know. You, you, you see, I thought the magazine was going to take photographs of my mushrooms, and feeling proud, of course, I was very enthusiastic. But then, when I saw that they had the idea of four females... Well, well, 
Naturally, it was too late to do anything about it. Hmm? How long were they here? About, uh, oh, uh, about, uh, how long would you say, Hubert? Two hours. Uh, precisely, yes. Uh, two hours it was. Mm -hmm. And when they arrived, you had your Napoleon clock on the desk. Oh, huh? yes, 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 indeed. Isn't that so, Hubert? Hmm? It was there, I saw it. But then minutes after they left, the clock was gone. And so you see, Mr. Kent, it must have been one of them. Yeah. You know, this is uh, really a job for the cops, Mr. Bird. The police? Oh, oh dear me, no. Detectives and inspectors touching my mushrooms? Oh, no, 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 no. I have another way of dealing with the matter. <laughs> Here, Mr. Kent, uh, a sample photograph that was sent to me by the magazine. The colored photo was taken from above the huge trays of mushrooms, probably from a table. There were four Danes, each sitting on the edge of a tray, and each was wearing a bikini. A redhead, brunette, honey blonde, and a platinum blonde. Mushrooms were behind them, forming a neat pattern. But of course, I wasn't looking too hard at the mushrooms. The picture, Mr. Kent, was taken to celebrate Mushroom Week. <laughs> a strange way to display mushrooms, if you ask me. Do you know the names of the girls? Oh, I know nothing whatever about them. How about the photographer? Uh, I have his name and address, Mr. Kent. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> How quaint. His name is Edward Mark. He lives at flat 722 Monroe Street, Bondi. And the name of the magazine that wanted this photograph? Oh, dear me, I never found out. Uh, Hubert? Sorry, sir, you spoke to the man from the magazine. I never saw him. Oh, of course, yes, I was alone in the house one day, and he came to ask about taking the picture. His name does slip my mind, I'm afraid. Uh, is it important, Mr. Kent? Well, probably not. Hey, you said you had your own way of dealing with this. Oh, yes, yes. I want you to investigate each of the five persons involved and then bring your report to me, a full report on each one of them. And if you're reasonably sure that one of them has the clock, well, I will leave the matter with my solicitors. <laughs> solicitors, Mr. Kent, know how to handle such matters. The fear of publicity in jail. Hmm? Make a very potent weapon, eh? Yeah. Well, suppose I come across the clock. Oh, and now you, you just leave it where it is and tell me. I want your investigation to be as complete as possible, Mr. Kent. The nationality of the persons, odd little mannerisms and habits, uh, everything you observe, in fact. As you know, Mr. Kent, the little things give away the secrets of the big things. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, well, uh, my fees, Mr. Bird, oh, I... Oh, uh, here now. Uh, uh, there we are. A retainer of 100 pounds and a bonus of 500 for your information if... If it leads to the return of my clock, is that satisfactory? Very. Can I have this photograph? Oh. You oh. see, it'll help me identify the girls. I'll probably go to see a couple of them before I talk to the photographer. Uh, yes, yes. Well, well, very well, Mr. Kent, very well. Uh, now, I expect a report from you by tomorrow night at six, hmm? Well, it might take a little longer than that. Heavens, I don't see why it should. What's more, I'm sure it won't. You're known as a very reliable investigator. Well, good day, Mr. Kent. Uh, Hubert, show Mr. Kent out. Yes, sir. I must spend more time with my mushrooms. <laughs> You're growing well, aren't you? Talk about characters. But his money wasn't in the least bit queer. So, a trip to an advertising man. 
A display of the photograph. Yeah, I know the girls. That one's Fritzy. That one's... Uh... Can you get me their addresses, Tom? Oh, I think so, Larry. They work with the Golden Agency. Sit down a minute. I'll call up Abe Golden and tell him I'm thinking of using the girls. Ten minutes later, I had the names and addresses of the dames. It was half past five. Good time to go calling on working girls. First one, Fritzy Hallman. An apartment house on Barker Road, Rose Bay. Yeah. Fritzy wore a tight silk wrapper. She was a brunette with a cleft in the chin. She was shaped like the girls I doodle on my desk blotter. Over-exaggerated, but uh, nice. Can I do something for you? Yeah. My card. Oh. <laughs> Private detective. Uh-huh. Oh, look, he, he said he wasn't married. Uh, this is about a clock. A clock? Uh-huh. Owned by a guy named Augustus Dirt. Oh, 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 you mean that funny little mushroom man. Who happens to be my client. Oh, don't you think he looks like a mushroom himself? Honestly, I never laughed so much in all my life. He thinks that one of you four da- ladies stole his clock. He's cuckoo. He said the clock was there when you arrived and gone when, when you'd left. And you're searching for it? More or less. Well... Come on in, Mr. Kenton. Have a look around. I looked. Later. Satisfied? Yeah. Well, don't forget Friday night. I'll be waiting there, honey. Bye for now, Larry. I went. Next stop, Paddington. A skinny, dilapidated building on a narrow, dingy street. Long, dim hall. Door with the paint peeling off. Hardly the place you'd expect to find a model. Who is it? Guy named Larry. Who are you and what do you want? I'm a private detective. I'd like to talk to you. The first dame, Fritzy Holman, was a peach. This one was higher up the tree. Anna Lawson was a platinum blonde. Magnificent blue eyes with just the slightest slant to them. High cheekbones, full, perfectly shaped lips. A figure? Well, to follow the curves all at once, you needed split vision. You say you're a private detective? Yeah. Can I come in? Surely. Hey, you don't have to lock us. It... Well. Do not move. A luger. Hmm, silencer, too. Look, you don't have to shoot a guy just because you stole a clock. A clock? A porcelain Napoleon clock. My client wants it back. No questions asked. You're trying to trick me. You're one of them. One of who? They have sent you here after me. Look, honey, you've got it all. <coughs> Drop it. <coughs> now, I'll just souvenir this Luger if you don't mind. Use type silencer. Cute. All right, now you can kill me. That, honey, would be just about the last thing on my mind. You stole that clock, didn't you? You seem serious about that. That's right. You went to the house of a guy named Dirt a few days ago, correct? Yes. With three other models and a photographer with you. There was an expensive clock on Dirt's working desk. And Dirt hired you to find this clock? Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? 
Oh, everything is fine, everything. If you ask me, everything is slightly <laughs> nutty. You pull a gun and now you laugh. I, I mistook you for somebody else. Yeah, maybe. Then again, you might be a good actress. Oh, if you think I stole the clock, Mr. Kent. You are welcome to search my rooms, Mr. Kent. I did. I wasn't as lucky as I'd been with Fritzy. Now, if you're finished, I'll take my gun. Yeah, sure. Here you are. You're uh, not an Australian, are you, Anna? That is my affair. Please go. Incidentally, now that I know you won't shoot, here's the cartridge clip from that Luger. So long, sweetheart. Into my report went Anna Lawson, slight foreign accent, thinks nothing of pulling a gun and then laughing when you take it away from her. I needed a drink. So I had a couple of double scotches. Next stop, Monroe Road, Bondi. Eddie Marks? Yes, sir. Photographer? Yeah. Want to talk to you. About what? Women. Come in. Thanks. First, Eddie. Here's what comes first. <coughs> uh, it was the old sucker punch. The king hit. I sat on the floor, shook my head, saw Eddie coming at me with a paperweight. Eddie held the paperweight high. Cop this. Brought it down, I rolled. <coughs> Eddie tripped over my knee. He was on his stomach. I chopped with the ham of my right hand across his neck. <coughs> Just one little sound out of him, and that was all. I put the paperweight back on the table, frisked Eddie for a gun. No gun. Grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, pushed him into a chair. Used the water in a vase of flowers. <coughs> okay, Basher. Start talking. Come on! Don't, don't! Why did you slug me? Look, look, look I, I can't afford to pay anymore. Pay? Why can't you afford to pay? I borrowed to the hilt. You, you'll have to wait. I can't let you have any dough for at least a month. I took out my wallet, showed Eddie my license. Larry Kent? But I, I, I thought... I know what you thought. The blackmail is a little out of my line. Didn't anybody ever tell you that I hate crime? Look, maybe you can help me, huh? Yeah, later. Right now, I'm on a case. If I do help you, it'll cost you 20 for taking that swing. I want to know about that job at Augustus Dirt's place the other day. That mushroom cheesecake picture. Yeah, my client's minus an expensive clock. He figures that you or one of the girls took it. I don't know anything about any clock. Look, you're being blackmailed. You need dough badly. I didn't take any clock. But tell me all you can about the assignment, Eddie. Well, it was for Australian Candid Magazine. Production manager, Bill Larrabee, gave me the job. I do freelance work for him. It was supposed to be for International Mushroom Week or something. You see, lots of magazines are sold in England. Uh-huh. And who picked out the models? Larrabee did. They're at his office in the Candid Building. I picked them up in my car and took them out to the Mushroom Bloke's place. 
Do you know any of the girls very well? Not as well as I'd like to. Do you think any of them would be uh, the type to lift an expensive item? Uh, who knows what a woman's liable to do? If I understood women, I wouldn't be having blackmail trouble. Okay, Eddie. Uh, look, uh, about helping me. You drop in at my office the day after tomorrow, huh? All right, Kent. What a case. A mushroom maniac with a tongue-tied butler, a brunette with ideas, a platinum blonde with a luger, a photographer with troubles. What else could happen? Well, only one way to find out. Nina Barclay was the third dame on my list. Sixth floor, the Wynyard Arms building. Yeah? What is it, Sonny? Miss Nina Barclay? Uh-uh. Sally Malone, I'm all alone. <laughs> the perfume of a gin almost knocked uh. me out. Sally's hair was must and her lipstick was on a little crooked. Yeah. What's your name, Sonny? Oh, Nina never told me about you. Well, can I talk to you about Nina? Sonny, you can talk to me about anything. I'm lonely. Come on in. Thanks. <laughs> Have a look at the battlefield, sonny. There were three empty pint-sized gin bottles on the floor. Knock them dead. Sell him alone. That's it. Tell you what. Let you and me start a real war. Yeah, okay. But first, uh, Nina Barclay. Nina's out, I'm in. Can't you forget about Nina, sonny boy? Hmm? Look, my interest in Nina is strictly impersonal. Hmm. You didn't know she was a kleptomaniac, did you? Oh, one of those people who've got disease for stealing things? Yeah. Oh, Nina's one of those, all right. You should see her collection of men. But she's selfish. She won't even let me have them. They're always. Not that they're much good when she gets rid of them. <laughs> that always broke. I'll show you something. She took me to a wall closet, opened the door. Look. Mm, mink. And sable and beaver and fox. Me? I've got three inches of dyed rabbit around the collar of my winter coat. What's wrong with me? You're drunk. Oh, well, even when I'm sober. I haven't got any mink. Who cares? Come on, let's get up a collection of dead soldiers. But I didn't. I sat her in a chair... And she collapsed. Oh. <sighs> I left her there. She told me all I wanted to know. A dame like Nina, a mink and sable girl, would sniff at a porcelain clock. I went to the address of the fourth and last dame on the list, a bungalow at Seaforth. Good evening. Evening. Uh, does Marcia Rawlings live here? That's right, son. I'm a father. Come on in. Oh, thanks. Uh, Marcia's upstairs. Uh, powder in her nose. <laughs> she won't be long. Oh, this darn pipe. You got a match? Yeah, here's a box. Keep it. Oh, Clark. Yeah. Oh, it's the tobacco you get these days. Sweat. <laughs> now, uh, what line of business are you in? Well, I'm a private investigator. Oh, but... don't apologize. All businesses are all right. If there's money in them, eh? Well, you How much si do you get? Well, that depends. Well, what are your fees? Oh, you don't mind telling Marcia's father, do you? Well, come on. Thirteen pounds a day plus expenses. Oh, not bad. If you can average uh, three days a week or so. 
It will do you. Uh, look, I... Uh, don't worry, I won't tell the income tax people. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, son. How many days a week do you average? About five. Oh, five times 13... Well, then on top of that, I reckon you can put at least a tenner from your expenses in your pocket. <laughs> Seventy-five a week, eh? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, look, excuse me for being curious, son, but uh, Marcia was keeping company with a real no-oper. Now, I know how serious she is about you, so... Uh... I think you've got it wrong, Mr. Rawlings. Wrong? Yeah, I've never met your daughter. What? And what are you doing here? Well, I'm investigating a case. What kind uh, of a case? An expensive clock has been stolen. I figured your daughter might what? be... What? You calling my daughter a crook, are you? Well, I'll have you we... know that I raised my daughter on strict principles. And now that she's a model, I watch her even closer than ever before. The idea of you coming to my house with your bodgy accent, saying my daughter's a thief. Why, Mr. Oh, get out of here, get out. Lord, so help me, David, I'll bounce a chair off your skull. I got out. Later, at a saloon bar, I wrote into my report on the case. Marcia Rawlings couldn't be a thief. Her father wouldn't let her. I went home. In four hours, I'd come up with so many nuts that I felt like a squirrel sat down with a bottle of scotch for company and had a look at the photograph. Four dames in bikinis and a lot of mushrooms. Funny how the mushrooms were set in a pattern. Hmm. Pattern looked almost like... Holy smokes. I got up, went out. A visit to a guy who looked at the photo, then another visit, this time to an address I got from the phone book. William Larrabee, production manager of Australian Candid Magazine. Long talk with Larrabee and then a third visit to the dark house where Augustus Dirt lived with Hubert and his mushrooms. Hubert, wearing a moth-eaten robe, let me in. Called Dirt. I, I don't understand, Mr. Kent. Well, well, why call it this late hour, eh? Hmm? Why? Hmm? Well, I figured you'd wanted my report as soon as possible. What? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 I did, uh... Have you completed it so soon? Uh-huh. Here it is. Well, well, thank you, Mr. Kent. But don't forget there's a bonus if my investigation leads to the recovery of your clock. Uh, but, but, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, bonus. Yes, my, my word. Oh, you needn't worry about that, Mr. Kent. I'll be contacting you soon. Good night. Next, a fast drive to Paddington. This time I awakened Anna Lawson, the platinum blonde with a slight accent, and the Luger. Why are you here, sir? What do you want? Now, you just listen to me, honey. We'll both have some fun. Fifteen minutes later, I stepped behind a curtain. Anna Lawson went to the door. Good evening. I'm terribly sorry I have to call this late. You're... And don't attempt to close the door, my dear. Hubert is very good with that knife, aren't you, Hubert? Yes, very good. Come in. Come on in, Hubert. And be ready with that knife. Yes. <laughs> you remember me, don't you, Anna? The photograph? What do you want? Nothing. Except peace of mind. You know about the code in that photograph, don't you? I do. You must know. You have a slight foreign accent. That hair, of course, has been dyed. You didn't speak when the photograph was being taken because you thought I might notice the derivation of your accent. Russia. What are you going to do? Liquidate you in just a moment. But tell me, how did you, an escaped Russian, come to be amongst those models, hmm? Hmm? I'll tell you why, Mr. Dirk. I'm working for Australian security. 
we suspected you of being a foreign agent. When we learned you went to the Candid magazine and agreed to pay for a photograph of your mushrooms if it were printed in the magazine, I was sent as one of the models. May I interrupt? <laughs> Kent? Yeah. The pattern of your mushrooms made up a sort of dot and dash code. Tonight I spoke to Larrabee, production manager of the magazine. He told me that the photograph would not be printed, that it was withdrawn from the magazine by an order from Canberra. So I wrote up a lot of words on Anna here, tipping you off that she might be an agent, and you know the rest. There was no clock, of course. That was just a dodge so I could ferret out information for you, right? <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Kent. I learned, of course, that the photograph wouldn't be published, and I guessed that one of the five who came to my house was an agent, a very beautiful agent. Thank you. Security is working on the code now, Mr. Dyke. We were going to arrest you later when we knew just what secret you were sending in that code. But I figure it's better this way, Dirt. Hubert, get him! Yeah. The gleam of steel as Hubert raised his knife. I turned my gun on him. He let go of the knife just as I fired. <laughs> the hilt of the knife hit my wrist. My gun fell. Dirt had me cold. Here's your bonus, Kent. <laughs> I'm glad I returned that Luger, honey. Hubert was dead. Dirt lived to furnish the key to the code in exchange for deportation. But, sadly, then he died. Me? Well, I owed Anna Lawson my life, so... You dance very well, Larry. That's because you lead so well. <laughs> How far do you think I could lead you? You know, there's such a lot you have to leave out when you're telling a story. Good night. Oh.